0: Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Sarah Blumquist. We're breaking into regular programming to bring you breaking news. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni is addressing the media as the birds
1: prepare for Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. This is the first time we've heard from the coach since he found out that the Eagles will be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Sirianni is just getting started. Let's listen in. in
0: house. We, you know, we, got, we obviously stayed at the uh, stadium for a little bit. Took pictures of the family and, and things like that. Oh, you know, enjoyed right. enjoyed, enjoyed that. the moment.
1: Breaking I how, news. I wonder how Nick found out they were oh, going right. to the Super All right. Bowl. <laughs> All right, the Ross Tucker show with Al Morgani and Hughes. Ross, that was actually the, you know, Channel 6 here in Philadelphia with breaking news that the Eagles were facing the Chiefs yesterday. No, it was yesterday afternoon. Yesterday it was Nick's afternoon. regularly
2: scheduled news conference. So they broke into the <laughs> Rachel Ray show, the cooking show,
1: to play his news conference.
3: You guys just confused the crap. <laughs> <because> <laughs> he-
1: no, right, I, I, we looked like. Is there an injury? What happened? Vector
2: was watching it live, and he jumped up, and he was like, "Oh my god, what's happened?" That's uh, the first time Nick's talking since he found out he's going to the Super Bowl. We're like, and it was just his regular, normally scheduled. That's how big it post-game. is, Ross. I mean, uh, um, interview.
3: Guess what? I thought that was happening right yes, now, right.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
3: I was like. Is is Sirianni, the first time he's talking I mean, about really? the Super
4: Bowl? <laughs> really?
3: Is eight o'clock on a Wednesday? Is Sirianni stealing my hour here of uh, the no. Ross Tucker
1: Wednesday? I, I mean, I enjoy yeah. people getting on the bandwagon, and sometimes when it bleeds over into real news. But sometimes you just you gotta check yourself.
2: Yeah, it's not breaking news.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it's it's that big. I, I yeah. assume out there in Reading, it's big news too. It's gigantic. Stop saying that, Al.
3: Stop saying that. If you're in Reading, you're, that you, Reading people love the Eagles just as much as Philadelphia people do. Yeah. We get every station you guys get. We get everything you guys get. Really? It's just after How many the game, days later? After the game, <laughs> it's a little bit further drive down the turnpike or 422.
1: All right. Let's go to Bill from Reading. Good morning, Bill. How are you doing this morning? How are you, Bill?
4: Great. I, hey, I'm from Y. Missing... Just like Ross Tucker. There you go. And uh, it's funny that you guys consider why I'm missing a hick area. We're actually in the Redding area considered snobs. <laughs> and uh, but Redding does have a hick type of uh, reputation. And <laughs> you guys, I'm trying to see how I can get this to. If you guys can find it, <clears throat> there is a Eagles fight song in Pennsylvania Dutch.
2: What what? Back, what? You guys, oh God, we, <laughs> uh, we on, need on, this
4: on YouTube.
2: Francisco, <laughs> you have one job after you spin the wheel here? <laughs> Dutch version of, uh, no, I'm sorry.
4: Pennsylvania Bill, Bill,
1: Dutch. Bill, Dutch. Pennsylvania,
4: no, there, there's Pennsylvania a, Dutch there, version of yeah, it, it's done it was done at the local radio station, <laughs> WEU in Reading.
1: Oh my god. Uh, thank
4: uh, Hey hey Bill, yeah, do you and, uh,
1: have an event event you'd pay big money for?
4: That i would pay big money for uh besides the super bowl i would pay to go to the final four in college
1: basketball Ooh, that's that, a good that, one that is one we're going to give you a spin for that absolutely okay yeah but it's uh that is one every no matter where it is and you also get the keith jones autograph card
2: wector thinks he's already found it no all right we got to hear it <laughs>
1: oh my goodness that's for all you people with a pet name noodles
2: there you, <laughs> there you
3: go you know what's funny my uh my father-in-law and mother-in-law they can still speak Pennsylvania Dutch really that's Isn't awesome. that incredible and they' and they' uh my wife's grandmothers like they were like I mean like they they spoke it growing up. It's really unbelievable. It's, it really is
1: cool This is just shows you sports crosses over everything Ross. <laughs> evidently absolutely cross There's a
2: woman in Wilmington. Who? Because uh, I know they did something on I forget which station had it on last week. She, you know, the the organ player, you know, in church. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I she, saw that. Yeah. She
2: actually played it in church. The Eagles' fight song. Oh yeah, they the played it. They
1: play it when um yeah. up where I lived in the supermarket Murphy's. They play the Eagles' fight song all day long, right? <laughs> Get you to buy more stuff for the Super Bowl party. Exactly. Get things going. I have to ask you, Ross, about the um the we mentioned this video yesterday. Now it's everywhere about Lane Johnson uh, moving early, which I thought. They were making a whole bunch out of nothing, and then I looked at it. I mean, it's everywhere now. Will this be accentuated to, for the referees going into that Super Bowl? Will it be an issue? So I need to see it. I, I have
3: not seen mm-hmm. the video. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you. I, I will say there. he always moves before everybody else moves. But I've always thought that he timed it like instantaneously – with when Kelsey started to move the football. Hmm. Um, The Niners were complaining about it. I interviewed Lane after the game, and he even referenced it. And he talked about how important it was for him. So the thing that makes Lane, or one of the things that makes Lane so good, is his initial explosiveness, his get-off. So much of offensive line play is how fast your first two steps are, how fast you get in position to engage. Mm-hmm. Basically, like it's kind of like the equivalent of like you punching them before they punch you, right? Like you hit them before they hit you, and Lane is probably the most explosive right tackle out of his stance that I've ever seen in terms of his initial quickness, mm-hmm. and it's a huge, huge advantage for him. I am quite sure, and Rio will send me the the video. Yeah, I just sent it to I am quite sure the yeah. that the Chiefs will be complaining about it. <laughs> but listen, I mean, the Niners were complaining about it. The side judge is watching the ball. Yeah, he's watching Lane. He didn't call it, so I'm, I, I don't. Uh, oh,
1: I don't. Just as a neutral observer, if it was a swim meet, that gun's going off, and it's a, it's a false start.
2: <laughs> Baldinger, who does the breakdowns, and who I love the Brian Brian Baldinger. He just said he calls him a fast twitch all pro, and he goes, he believes it's the definition of simultaneous. Really, that's that's his take on it. But I sent you, I sent you both uh, Brian's, and then you know well, the, the one, one was the, the highlighted. The one from
3: Brian is perfect by Lane, and it's definitely too close, in my opinion, to call it offsides, mm-hmm. to call it a false well, start. It's a false start.
1: Well, man, it'll um, be. I just when I look at things going into big games, and I know coach, you know, you stress it. I think that'll be one of those. Uh, um, let's watch for this things going into the game. I think.
3: I think the other one you sent, Ria. I think he's a, a, a little. He's a tad early.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, we'll call but, it a tad. <laughs> but here's the thing.
3: Yeah. Is it enough early to throw the flag? Yeah. You know, like. It, uh,
2: well, it's not like it's hidden. It's not like sometimes the officials misholding yeah. because everybody's kind of around each other. He's kind of standing out there on the island. If the official yeah. doesn't see it,
1: Let's put it this way, Ross. It, if, exactly. there's a, if there's if there is a prop bet that he'll be called once, I'm taking the bet. <laughs> but, but remember this too, like we're
3: watching this in super slow mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the refs are yeah, human true. beings. They're human beings, and they're on the sideline. They're not seeing it in super slow-mo. I am all
2: in favor of them being human beings as long as it's not against the Eagles. I just <laughs> want to make go. that, I want to make that very clear to uh, you. All right, let's go over to
1: <laughs> Cross the Bridge, to Jersey, and check in with Colleen. Good morning, Colleen.
2: Good morning. How are you? What's
1: happening, Colleen?
2: I just want to say that, you know, I thought it necessary to call this morning because I was backing out of my driveway when the breaking news came on. I stopped my car and almost had a heart attack. I honestly thought that Jalen was hurt or something was really bad. Yep. Uh, I can't even give you a final four because I can't focus
1: right now. It's unbelievable. We were playing
2: with Ross, Colleen. We're very sorry. But, no, Colleen, that's what happened to our producer, Wector. Sitting at home, yeah, on his Barco lounger, not bothering anybody, and he hears the breaking news of Philadelphia Eagles. And he jumps up and he's like, "Oh my God, what?" I know, I know. I mean, I don't even know. I, I, I don't even know. I'm telling you, I would pull back in the driveway and call down.
1: <laughs> oh, oh man, I love that. No, it was, uh, it was, it's unbelievable. It's what happens, Colleen, when the sports bleeds over into news, news, and yeah. you want to get everybody, and you know, you want to get more people to. You know, to, you know, when you do sounders, it's why all these sports networks or whatever yeah. have l- noises that go on. So you go back to your room to watch the TV because something big is yeah. coming up. Unfortunately, so, it wasn't the way. But guys, we're sorry guys, about that, Colleen. Guys,
3: I, uh, I intentionally never watch the news because Wonder- <laughs> uh, I just think it's negative and I'm just not here for it. <laughs> but I have never, flipping through the channels, I've never been on like CNN or Fox News where they don't have the breaking thing up there. Yeah. yeah something it, it's ha- it's there 24-7. <laughs> yeah. Something is breaking. There's oh, always yeah. something breaking. It's oh,
1: why oh. everybody's on Xanax. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, I would have had to take another anxiety. <laughs>
1: All right, Colleen. I guess you don't have a guess for the uh, for the uh, for the amount of money you'd spend. Thanks, okay. thanks I, for thanks for the call. Yeah, that's that is great. It.
2: I'm so sorry. We probably did that to a lot of people. Well, they did it. They did it to <laughs> they, Joe.
1: They did it to everybody. If you're hearing that stuff, I mean, you know, Sirianni talking about his family dinner, <laughs> this is not breaking news. No. And, and Rasta to the point about Sir- the good coaching staff. There is a story. It's an amazing story to me. It's a, it's beyond football. The Sirianni. It's in one of the business journals. I've read it. Well, I think a week ago or whatever, that he actually they actually changed the law in New Jersey real estate because when they were buying a house, he caught something legally, um, and they changed the rules in Jersey. That's how attention to detail that he is. What do you, wait, um, he was you he, explain he, he bought this. he <laughs> would bought a where they were buying a house in Jersey, and there was a clause there that most people had just overlooked that if they sold the house, they had to offer it to the relatives of the previous owner before anybody else. And nobody ever caught it except they did. And they changed the law in Jersey that that couldn't be in there. It's a remarkable thing, to the attention to detail. Syria,
3: Syria, yes,
1: that? yes. It's a, it's a non-sport. You'd have to find it in a non-sports thing. It's a uh, business journal type thing, Wall Street Journal type thing. And it's it, not breaking news. It's not breaking news. <laughs> but when you, when, you're, when you pay that much attention to detail in everything, it shows up everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, now you think that
3: was him or you think that was like his lawyer? Uh, I firm? don't know.
1: It, somebody's got to it, – it got
3: through a lot of people before. Let, <laughs> let me just say this. If Sirianni spent that much time yeah. reading that contract – that, that that's going to get me worried. Now, <laughs> now we're going to get calls. He should have been watching tape of the Cowboys. Yeah. Why was he reading that contract so thoroughly? Maybe his so wife it.
1: Yeah, maybe. There, there you go. Yeah, it's something, but I mean, it's a it's an it's an incredible thing that you know we see what's gone on and he's gone already into uh, in, into the Like when you look at the different coaches that have been here, it's it isn't it, it's remarkable to me that Lurie makes these decisions. Even Kelly, who turned into a disaster at the end, was pretty good at the beginning, Ross. Well, he went to the playoffs yeah. the second year, right? Yeah.
3: Every every one of his coaches has gone to the playoffs by their second year.
2: You actually tweeted this out. I don't know if it was yesterday. Uh, yeah. You want to repeat what you said because that's the road you're leading down?
3: Yeah, I mean, think about – I know there was two more hires made yesterday, mm-hmm. but uh, who still needs coaches? The Colts and um, – Arizona, maybe? Arizona, yeah. yeah. If you're one of those owners, how do you not – call Jeffrey Lurie, look, I don't know if Lurie will give you advice or not, right? But um, how do you not at least call Jeffrey Laurie and say, hey, Jeff, like, any tips for me, man? <laughs> I mean, because think about Andy Reid, um, even Chip had, you know, Chip the coach was good. Chip the GM oh, was terrible. Yeah. Chip the GM was the disgrace. And then, obviously, Doug Peterson. We see what he's doing in Jacksonville. We see what Andy's doing in Kansas City. We see what Sirianni's doing here. Like, how do you not at least make that phone call?
1: Oh, well, I, I don't know what Lurie would, or, or you know, what, what you're exactly looking for in an interview. You know, that's, that's what surprised me about Kelly, the personality uh, that usually can tell that in an interview, that you wouldn't be comfortable with it. But he must have been a pretty good salesman. It's a good point, Al. <laughs> well, they yeah, really
2: wanted him, so I think that they were just willing to give him whatever he yeah. wanted. that's, that's think, a difference. Yeah.
3: I also think um, that was one where it was all about the offensive ingenuity, mm-hmm. and that that you know they probably thought his personality was like uh, a quirky genius type. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I can relate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you are quirky. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go to Chris. Chris, uh, Chris, you're on. That's the bad rapper. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Al. How you
5: doing? Hey, hey. first off, i like to say that it's nice to see that the Super Bowl has finally caught up to the cost of Disney World.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty good.
5: So uh, that, that's, that's really good. But listen, uh, Philadelphia has been great with iconic photos. I mean, took and extending standing over Frank Gifford. And... The fans have some iconic photos i mean the, the the fan being chased by the police policeman with the taser gun is just spectacular mm-hmm. uh and then even the girl who uh unfortunately fell through the uh the bus stop mm-hmm. was was just ecstatic yep with her smile with the neck brace on which i i saw that i saw that and uh, I, I just couldn't believe how, how great that
1: photo was. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the cell I mean, it's like we've been there before, like I said, uh we've we've uh we've absolutely gone there before. Oh wait a minute, I think we have some, some- What's happening This
4: actually
2: is breaking news, Ross Tucker. According Uh-oh. to Adam Schefter, and it looks like it's his verified account, one minute ago, Tom Brady announces he's retiring.
1: <laughs> it
2: just popped up wow seriously yeah i'm not like so adam schefter's official account says tom brady's retiring announces he's retiring well
1: why well, maybe he doesn't like that movie coming out
2: <laughs> <laughs> i will send it to you ross but yes that literally just popped up and i decided to use it as a Way to use our breaking news sounder again. (laughs) Maybe he wants to announce uh, it
1: before Giselle comes out uh, in Vanity Fair.
2: Yeah, Giselle's got a piece coming out in Vanity Fair in which she apparently is going in-depth into her divorce. Oh,
1: God.
3: Wow. So I'm guess i a little bit surprised by that. Everybody seemed to think he was going to play.
2: But don't worry. When we come back for break, we'll have breaking
1: news sounder where Tom Brady denies it. (laughs) (laughs) When he comes back. No. Nice, no, uh, you know, the end's got to be there, right? I mean, it was horrible. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, was. people
3: a saying a lot of people thought he was going to play one more year. Yeah, Niners, yep. <laughs> Niners, or Raiders, or uh, I'm actually surprised he's he's decided this early. That, you know, this is exactly when he retired a year ago.
2: Yep. The now, Justina Anderson sending it saying it as well. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, everybody I is think now. he announced
2: right. it on his Twitter or his Instagram.
3: Yeah, he did.
1: Well, maybe There you go. Yeah, maybe he's afraid the guy doing the color was too good and he wasn't going to get that job off. it's going to going to happen there. Well, that's know, anyway, that'll be the, the story of the day. At least it wasn't in the uh week just before the Super Bowl. Get get through this a little bit. So he's you not know, like Oh, he's got to make it about wanna, himself. Why well, doesn't want to kidnap <laughs> yes. all that? All right, we're going to get to yeah. uh Chris Anthony everybody else on the other side. Time at 94 WIP is eight twenty. All righty, welcome back to the Ross Tucker Show with Al Morgani and Rhea Hughes, formerly known as the WIP Morning Show. On Wednesdays, Ross takes it over. And we have our uh, updated question now from Francisco Rojas. All right, so we're going to go into our new Twitter question yes. here that is brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Looking to buy or lease a new Silverado? Armin Chevy is your Silverado truck headquarters. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. So the new Twitter question with roles reversed. Let's say the roles reverse. Cowboys are in the Super Bowl. Would you be okay if an Eagles player that was from Texas said what Micah Parsons says and go uh, go win the Super Bowl for the division? Whether would you be okay with that? No, no. <laughs> and what was the
2: what was the final uh, the uh, the first poll? How did that finish out?
1: I'm sorry, I didn't I'm looking one second. You. Yep, if the final is going to be lopsided against anything to do with Dallas. No, so. it wouldn't work. It right. would. <laughs> so the updated on the first question. Uh, so it was. Yes at 60% oh, and okay, no at up. 40 There you go. went up. All right. Now
2: we do actually have Tom Brady's announcement, which he made mm-hmm. via social media. And here it is.
1: Good morning, guys. Uh, I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured I just press record. and let you guys know first. So uh, I won't be long winded. You only get one super. Emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year. So, I uh,
3: really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't
2: change a thing. Love you all. I oh, was emotional.
1: That is uh, that is the end. When he says for good, it is the end. Um, Ross, it looks like he, he says he wouldn't change anything. I wonder if he wouldn't change the last year.
3: Well, a <clears throat> couple thoughts. You guys know I was his teammate, yeah. 2005, 2006. And uh, I have told you before, you'll never find a teammate of his to say a bad word about him, which is really, really hard to do um, in this day and age. And uh, it's just so cool for me that I was his teammate. Like, I, I snapped him the ball, you know? And it reminds me, what's that movie, The Natural? Mm-hmm. You know, when who says, there goes Roy Hobbs, like, the best there ever was? Like, Tom Brady's the best there ever was. You look at all of his stats, it's just unbelievable. I mean, there's no way anybody's going to get close to winning seven Super Bowls. I mean, Mahomes is incredible. But I just can't see that happening. It's just so amazing what he did. And um, I was joking earlier in the show that I wanted him to keep playing because my daughters think I'm cool (laughs) at the start of every year. Yeah, but if he becomes
2: an announcer and he's like the lead guy on Fox, then, you know, you still get to say it.
3: Yeah, but that takes away one more of my potential jobs. Here too. <laughs> Sorry about that.
2: <laughs>
3: that. That knocks me. In every, if Greg Olson gets knocked down, then I get knocked down. I, best, like, yeah.
2: I think Greg Olson's very good.
3: Uh, he is excellent. I, I think you can make a strong argument. He's the best guy doing it agree, right now. Agree. And, I'll, and I'll tell you this, too. The fact that Greg Olson, like a good, not like Hall of Fame player, not a name tight guy. end, yep. the fact that he has that job tells you how good he is. Right? Like, it's really hard to get those jobs. Really, really hard. Um, Greg is excellent at it. And I've made the argument before. I kind of think tight end is, like, the ideal position because the tight end has to understand line play. He has to know blocking schemes because that's part of playing tight end. But he also has to know route combinations and coverages. So, like, I know enough to be dangerous but I'll never know as much about coverages as Greg does. Although, to be fair, you can't really get that technical anyway. You know, you, you don't have that much time. And you don't want to be talking over people's heads. Mm-hmm. At any rate, Greg's excellent. He's the son of a coach. You can tell his dad was a coach. He does a very good job of explaining and teaching. And I, I he's probably my, my favorite guy doing it right now.
1: Yeah, well, he does a heck of a job. And now Brady's going to be there. And I guess it leaves a avoid now you know hurts playing the way he does and rogers looks like he's kind of fallen on the bad side of the curve there he really has a i really think he's stepped into that role as one of the top three two three quarterbacks in the nfl right now jalen yeah yeah i
3: I think that's interesting um so he has had an amazing year i wonder so you know I always try to be objective with this. If we asked, forget, like, whoever you think the top five guys are. Let's just say right now Mahomes, Josh Allen, Burrow, Jalen Hurts. If you asked the other 27 GMs to rank them or who they would want, I still kind of think Jalen would go last out of those four guys.
1: Well, so everybody I, I think, out of the pool, everybody's a free agent. He
3: well, well, yeah, right. Like if you could pick any of those guys, I, first of all, I think most of them would pick Mahomes. Yeah, the vast yep. majority. I think there'd be a lot of. I think there'd be some Burrow. I think there'd be Josh Allen. I, I'm not sure. I think Jalen would be fourth out of that group.
2: It's interesting that you you know you're mentioning the rankings one two three four. So you know Chris Sims has yeah. had his stupid take all season about uh, Jalen Hurts. Yes, he finally has grudgingly and I don't believe an ounce of it come around and here's what he said yesterday
5: you know hey I was wrong yeah I you know questioned how good he was his crap he's definitely a top 10 quarterback in football what he's doing he's one of the greatest leaders in the sport you know you could tell even right there he doesn't even seem like he's happy he won the NFC championship game he seems like he's still you know like chippy and like I'm gonna prove you wrong still more there to it I love that about him I do you know and again he's done a great job as far as leading the team, making big plays, running the football, doing that, and then the way they're playing is formulated around his skill set now uh, to where they got something special going here yesterday.
2: I didn't believe a word of what he said.
1: <laughs> I th- Ross. Ross, it sounded like he – I don't understand it at all.
2: Sounds like somebody like literally told him he had to do it.
1: Um, I think he
3: realized he had to do it because you get to a point where it's like uh, Mike Lombardi saying Doug Peterson's the worst coach yeah. in the NFL, you get to a point where it's like, okay, I, I was wrong. Yeah. Um, I think he realizes he was wrong. I still think there's a bunch of quarterbacks that Chris Sims would take before Jalen Hurts. And, you know, this is an interesting question. Does it make you feel better that the Eagles won by so much even though Jalen didn't play well? Or does it make you feel worse that Jalen didn't play well against it's, the 49ers?
2: I will tell you it made, what made me feel well is that when it comes down to it, even because it was one of my questions, one of my true or false with you, this notion the Eagles didn't have a good run game, 148 yards rushing, I believe four rushing touchdowns, 93 yards before contact, that they, when Jalen is having a rare off game, they can still just pound the ball at will when they want.
3: Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things we can talk about about this Eagles team two weeks from now if they win. But, I mean, we're talking about one of the best offensive lines in NFL history. We're talking about I have been consistent with this, guys, that this is the best Eagles team I've ever seen. Now, they might lose to the Chiefs, and that's entirely possible. And I know we'll talk about this more next week but i do think it's a close game mm-hmm. and that makes me very nervous because we have all seen patrick mahomes get the job done and make the critical plays in close games i mean we've all seen him do it at least 20 times now yeah i can't really think ria mm-hmm. and Al, of jalen hurts like coming up big in the clutch late the colts game right and maybe was it yeah. the cardinals too no the oh, cardinals the Gar- missed a kick no the, but but yeah. the car, but the Eagles but scored the, first. I think
2: it was a Colts game where where he drove them down where they were um right. where it was clutch. But that's also
3: not like yeah, a playoff Colts, game exactly. or yeah. whatever and so um so this could be a golden opportunity for him <laughs> to do that. I mean the flip side is, you know, I said the same thing with you guys 5 years ago when it was Nick Foles against Tom Brady. You yeah, know? Yeah. I said it's going to be a close well, game yeah. and in a close game, I'm going to lean towards Brady and Belichick over Peterson and Foles and I was wrong.
1: Well, it sounds like the argument waiting for Iverson to hit the last second shot back in the day or something like that. And they
2: used to say that about him. He'd have 53 <laughs> points and go, We didn't take the last second shot. I'm going, Why do you think
1: you're in it at the last second? <laughs> yes, the last second shot. And we did have a caller earlier, and we, we you know, suggesting that w- what point would you feel comfortable against the Chiefs? And that's where I think the difference is I don't care if you're up 21 against the Chiefs in the fourth quarter. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> it just. It just isn't, what, isn't that way with that quarterback.
3: Yeah, no, he's um, – so I think he's the best player in the sport, and I don't think it's by a small margin. You know, like, to me, Mahomes is one, and then there's a little drop-off and then, or a decent amount drop-off. Then you get to Burrow, Josh Allen. Like what Mahomes did Sunday with On the bomb angle, angle yeah. I mean, I can say really good Bengals defense. Some of the throws he made, scrambling late, he, he, he is the best player in the sport. He deserves to be the MVP, and uh, he carries that team seemingly every week. The Eagles to win the game, their D line has got to hit him yeah. early and often. And
2: you know uh, what the crazy thing about Mahomes is? I actually really like him. Like yes. I hated Tom Brady, you know, just because I hated the Patriots back to 05 and. All the accusations of cheating, and I wasn't a Bella. I don't like Andy Reid. Mahomes' wife is annoying. Brother is annoying. I can't dislike Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I just find him too likable and too great of a player to watch. So,
3: Ria, I know Angelo feels this way. Yeah. Can you? I would like to hear your logic and reasoning for why you don't like Andy. I, because I because his really over reliance
2: on throwing the 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 I guess it was the Tampa game, and that's where I lost my mind. They ran the ball. Brian Mitchell returned it to the twenty. I think it was Deuce Staley, if I remember. Ran it in, and then he wound up throwing the ball like fifty times in that game. And I and I lost my mind.
3: In the uh, yeah, I just two thousand two NFC yeah, His time
2: management. My my thing was like uh, Angelo's thing was he hates him. Like I met Andy in social situations, and I found him to be very gracious and very engaging. I that my stuff had nothing to do. The kids thing that was terrible. I disliked them for all of the decisions. That cost the Eagles huge games and big spots.
3: The same reasoning why you're not a big uh, Gannon guy. Yes, there's just
2: purely yeah, football things. Oh that yeah, you don't because because like. oh, we also we met Gannon at training camp and absolutely engaging, mm-hmm. totally engaging. But here's where I'll do what Chris Sims wouldn't do: not a Gannon fan. They are the main reason they're in the Super Bowl after these two playoff things. It's yeah. not that hard to do. Nope. I am willing to say that his. His defense has allowed 14 points, and and they've been they they were they crushed the 49ers. So it's not that difficult to say. You know, you know, when you you're know, you know when you're been wrong. I I just his defense does drive me crazy.
3: You know what? Else uh, okay. You know what else is wild yeah. about Mahomes? Just thinking about it, I mean the Eagles like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith would be the Chiefs' best receiver.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah,
3: they're all the, they're the, hurt. The guy, Even the ones they have might be hurt. The guy led the NFL. Yeah, didn't NFL. all three of
2: their receivers get hurt in the yeah. AFC Championship game? Yeah, Yes, yeah. they
3: did. Um, uh, that's going to be one of the biggest pieces of information over the next 10 days yeah. is the health status of those guys. But the guy led the NFL in passing yards and touchdowns by a pretty good margin, and his best receiver would be the number three receiver for the Eagles. <laughs>
1: oh wow. All right, we're gonna get back to everybody on the side. Ross, wrap it up with Ross. Time of 94, WIP is 841. And we're back. Al Morgani Rhea Hughes with the star of the show, Ross Tucker. Ross, I gotta congratulate you. Your voice has held up very well.
3: Thank you, Al. Don't don't jinx me. Have, <laughs> it's it's fake. I, only, have a, it's I only I only have about six more hours of talking oh, about that. you know,
1: and now today, wherever you go on, it's gonna be all Brady talk too.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will say, I'm, it's it. It kind of times out well because Monday and Tuesday was all about the conference championship sure. games. Mm-hmm. Next week will be all about the Super Bowl. You know, probably could have used this tomorrow. We could have done Sean Payton and
4: <laughs> you know <Yes>.
3: and D'Amico <laughs> Ryan's today. So Tom could have waited till tomorrow. But I am very glad, and I think this was intentional by him. I'm glad he didn't do it next week. Yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. glad that he's kind of. He, everything he does is pretty, uh, calculated. pretty well thought out and yeah. calculated. Yes, so I, I I'm glad he's doing it
1: this way. Yeah, it's going. It's uh, doesn't take away from the Super Bowl. Twenty three years. That's it's unbelievable. Uh, it's insane. It really is incredible to to have gone that long. And when we go into <laughs> that week, a lot of the discussion, Ross, going to be about health. And I guess Lane Johnson's not going to get any better. Uh, going into this thing, but they've got other issues. Landon on Dickerson yeah.
2: hyperextended his right elbow. It's uh, McLean said he's going to be he's going to play, going to be braced up. But you would want it to talk about what lot Like we always talk about Jason Kelsey, and we talk about Lane Johnson. But what Dickerson and Myelada mean to this offensive line?
3: Yeah. So um, it's interesting because I'm actually doing an interview with this guy named Brandon Thorne, who's like an O-line, D-line expert. That's all he does is watch O-line, (laughs) D-line film. And he posted um, an awesome clip of, it was mainly Mylotta, but at times Mylotta was working with Landon Dickerson. And I think those guys get overshadowed by Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. And by the way, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey – are the best in the world at what they do, and I believe both of them are Hall of Fame players. Like I think Lane is is stating his case for the Hall of Fame as well. But those two young guys on the left side, they are monsters in the run game. They are movers of men. Al, I don't know how close you've ever been to these guys. Yeah, lotta yeah, is all of. Six eight three. Yeah, we 80. had him in
2: studio. Singing. It was like insa- and singing, but it was insane to stand next to him.
3: And then even Landon Dickerson is like 6'6 six, six half, 345. Like, those guys are physically so gifted monsters. And I'm actually going to have that guy. I'm interviewing him today for Friday's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He posted a whole video, like a minute and a half, of Mylotta, primarily Niners games, but there was a couple Giants games, Mylotta just murdering people, like Bosa, just moving people, throwing them down to the ground like you're not supposed to be able mm-hmm. to do in the NFL. Wow. And he's been a little bit more inconsistent than I would like in pass pro. Like, I thought after last year, that Maelotta would take more of a step forward in terms of consistency this year. He is a very good left tackle. I don't know if he'll ever be first-team All-Pro. I don't know if he'll be the the best guy in the the world at it, Mm -hmm. but he is a weapon. He and Landon Dickerson in the run game, specifically their double teams, that is a weapon that the Eagles utilize that – Honestly, I think they should even utilize it more. That You know, the way Jalen was playing and missing some of those throws, the Eagles actually should have ran the ball even more and earlier hmm. against the Niners.
1: So when you look at him, not to, n- not to kind of pat yourself on the back, but were you surprised that you were one of the few that actually looked at him early and said, there's, this is special? Well, oh, the first time he showed yeah. up
2: in, uh, with the Eagles, you, you loved uh, Maialata.
1: Well, that was 2018. Mm -hmm.
3: That was the year before I did the Eagles preseason Mm game. It was Mayock. So I'm at home here, and I'm watching the Eagles in the preseason, and I know the guy's story. I know that he had just gotten there, never worn a helmet and shoulder pads before, never played the sport before. I couldn't believe it. I mean, he looked awesome. You know, he was passing off twists. He's huge. He's got long arms. He moves well. And I just remember thinking, if he's this good already, like if he's this competent already, he's going to be like a Pro Bowl, all pro caliber player. And I think he is. He's a he's a Pro Bowl alternate this year, mm-hmm. which tells you, I mean, he can't go anyway, but it tells you he's very close. I mean, the problem is Trent Williams yeah. for the Niners is incredible. but um, Bad Jordan temper, is, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but Jordan yes. is getting right there. Um, in fact, when Lane and Trent Williams retire, you know, Jordan has a chance to be like that next elite tackle. Because it says something, doesn't it, that the two best guys, Trent and Lane, are both like in their early 30s.
1: Wow. wow.
3: Do
2: we talk enough about Jeff Stoutland? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's insane what he's been able to do.
3: No, and I think the the best part about him, Rhea, isn't even like the starters. You know, those guys are really gifted, and he mm-hmm. deserves a lot of credit in particular for Milata, obviously. But what I give Stoutland a lot of credit for, I watch him at training camp. I watch him even before the games. He is getting Driscoll and Cam Jurgens, and Andre Dillard. He is getting those guys opetta so that they're ready to play. And if you notice... When those guys have to fill in, they're not as good as the starters, yeah. but they're, they don't cause the Eagles to lose the game. You watch these other teams, backups come in, and they got no shot. Yeah. Uh, they're going to lose the game because their backups aren't good enough. That is why – that's the area I give Stoutland as much credit as any.
1: Yeah, it makes me wonder, Ross, if you see what's gone on, if you don't start to think I'm just going to go get a big athlete – from another sport and do this more often uh you know what I
3: think what he's doing is rare but you're right I mean Al feel free to go find some more six eight three hundred eighty pound <laughs> guys <laughs> well that, I mean that, that go to like, move really well yeah, good luck
2: yeah I guess you mean they don't grow on trees uh, in no, Australia he's
3: like, he's like a <laughs> you know what's crazy did you see when his parents came to the game yeah his parents are little. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked. <laughs> like his parents are little. His Isn't it always were...
2: funny when you see that? You're like, how did that happen? An- yeah. Angelo. You know, Angelo's like six four. His parents were ta- tiny.
1: Yeah, it's you know, a- my,
3: my, my you guys know how big I am. Yeah. my dad. My dad's five nine, 170 pounds.
1: I mean- yeah, <laughs> my, both my parents were smart.
3: <laughs> uh, very good, Al Very good
1: Let's go Let's go in uh, One more call We'll try to get in Trying to save your voice A little bit here Anthony from Media Good morning, Anthony
5: Hey, good morning, Al it's Good happening. morning, Rhea uh, My question is for Rodrigo Tucker okay. I can't listen to Brown Eyes, girl The same way anymore <laughs> uh, Ross, after you said That you heard Rodrigo for Hey, where's he <laughs>
4: Oh, my God That's hysterical
5: with, with everything that's going on with, with Shanahan, so the, the talk when we, when we went up against San Francisco, the talk was about our pass rush, our defensive line. He's on his third-string quarterback, doesn't protect them. puts his fourth-string quarterback in, doesn't protect them. How isn't he under more fire than he is? Hmm. Well,
3: because he got the team to their third NFC Championship game in four years, with quarterbacks who I don't think anybody would even say are in the top half of the league. I mean, two with Jimmy and one with Brock Purdy. So just to even get there is extremely impressive. They won 11 games in a row. But um, I saw where a San Francisco media guy is all mad at me because I said Sirianni thoroughly outcoached Kyle Shanahan, and he did. Yeah, I mean, I there's mean, no question. If you have a tight end – <laughs> on one play, mm-hmm. then you have a wide receiver and a tight end pulling another play, trying to block Hassan Redick. Congratulations, you lost. Yeah, you so clearly
1: have moves. not
2: done any film
1: work. Yeah, it looked to me like as much a surrender as I've ever seen yeah. when you had a court. I'm like I'm, I'm screaming Wildcat! What do I know? Yeah, why not? Christian but I'm McGaffrey? like, do you have, y- you have no chance. The, he, he, he. This team had no chance from the way he decided to play.
3: Well, so here's the thing. They probably don't have very many Wildcat plays in, oh. if, if if any. I mean, if they, if they had plays like that in with the idea that they might sometime need it because two quarterbacks get hurt, then they would have had a third quarterback available for the game. You know what Is I mean? Is
2: there any chance Garoppolo could have been played if he was active?
3: They say no because they also say he still might not have been available for the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, all right, Anthony, you have an event you'd play a lot for? Anthony? Oh, Anthony dropped off, I think. All right. Ross, I have to give you an award for getting through this morning. and you've. Yes. I'm, I'm glad we were the first group to get you. <laughs> uh,
3: I, I get no award. This is my award, doing it with you guys, talking. It's so funny because I do all this other national stuff. Mm-hmm. When I'm on with you guys, Talking Eagles, it really don't tell Rod or don't tell, <clears throat> you know, the WIP bosses, but it really does not feel like work.
1: I love it. That's how I got through a long yes, time here. 30 years. i <laughs> <Al's> done that. <laughs> all right, Ross, thanks for it. And, and good luck getting better here. Take care of yourself and get all revved up for the Super Bowl. I will see you guys right. Talk to you. next week. That's Ross Tucker. I'm Hughes. We'll be back right after this time. Ninety four. WIP is eight fifty seven.